Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Powered by Spooler. Welcome to the Bengaluru Commute Podcast, your only companion on the streets of Bengaluru. Bengaluru Local News. For today, the 12th of September, let's begin with updates from the city. Karnataka CM Siddharamaya emphasized the state government's dedication to safeguarding minorities by preventing communal conflicts and taking strict measures against instigators of discord. Addressing a felicitation for Rajya Sabha MP Syed Nasser Hussain recently, he criticized the BJP for exploiting communal issues for political gain, asserting that India should remain inclusive for all citizens. In other headlines, former CM Baswaraj Bombay emphasized the need for thorough discussions at various levels regarding a potential alliance with JDS in the upcoming Lok Sabha elections. He noted that HD Kumaraswamy's statement suggests that talks are in a preliminary phase with no detailed discussions held yet. Bombay stressed the importance of unity against Siddharamaya's four-month administration and criticized the state's financial predicament, asserting the chief minister's powerlessness. In some more news, several schools in Bengaluru declared a holiday on September 11th due to a strike called by the Federation of Karnataka State Private Transport Associations set to disrupt city travel. Karnataka Transport Minister Ramalinga Reddy assured alternative arrangements with 500 extra BMTC buses deployed. Reddy had emphasized the right of private transport owners to strike and instructed officials to prevent inconvenience for the public and school children. Up next, the BBMP has established 63 one-stop clearance centres across Bengaluru's divisions to expedite Ganesha idol installation in public areas. Each centre includes representatives from BBMP, Police, BESCOM and the Fire Department. Applicants can obtain forms from Assistant Executive Engineer Officers submitting all required documents. Additionally, the BBMP enforces an eco-friendly approach banning plaster of Paris, chemical dye and thermocol idols. Divisional officers are tasked with promoting sand-made Ganesh idols. Now on to other news. To combat the surge in dengue cases, Karnataka Health Minister Dinesh Gundurao unveiled a disease surveillance dashboard and mobile app for enhanced monitoring. Prism H, platform for research, integrated surveillance and management of health, was launched in collaboration with ArtPark to provide predictive analytics, aiding policymakers and health officials in outbreak preparedness. The app offers advanced analysis of communicable diseases and monitors health workers' well-being while the dashboard presents outbreak maps and trends. Moving on, a study by researchers at the National Institute of Advanced Studies emphasized the importance of fare reduction in boosting metro ridership for Bengaluru's low- and low-middle-income commuters. Rationalized fares could lead to significant economic and environmental benefits. The survey covered 5,073 respondents from 1,350 households in 16 wards, highlighting that high costs deterred 65.71% of respondents from using the metro around existing stations. Meanwhile, at the Revolution X event hosted by Geetam University, Bengaluru, R. Uma Maheshwaran, professor at ISRO, emphasized the culture of transparency and openness within the Indian Space Research Organization. He attributed ISRO's success to visionary leaders and their collective decision-making approach where everyone's input is valued. The event welcomes science and technology thought leaders including G. Raja Singh from DRDO and covered various topics like industry trends and talent challenges. On a different note, Dr. Sahana GV of Parvati Netralaya launched Project Madhunetri to raise awareness about this eye condition affecting those with diabetes. 
The project employs mobile screening devices to identify and treat diabetic retinopathy early, aiming to make it affordable or free. Ministry for Health and Family Welfare has expressed interest in incorporating DR screening into the government's door-to-door -door health checkup program, Gruha Arogya, emphasizing the need for public health campaigns promoting a healthy lifestyle. National News Moving on to the national news. After concluding the G20 summit, PM Narendra Modi visited the International Media Centre to interact with Indian and foreign journalists. The INC, situated in Hall No. 4 and 5 of Bharat Mandapam, is owned by the International Trade Promotion Organisation under the Commerce and Industry Ministry. It was the first time a media centre was located so close to the main summit venue, offering ample space and comfort for around 3,000 media persons. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court affirmed that its 2014 ruling, removing immunity for central government employees above the Joint Secretary level from corruption probes, applies retrospectively. Employees cannot claim protection for acts between September 2003 and May 2014. The bench, led by Justice Sanjay Kishan Kaul, held Section 6A of the Delhi Special Police Establishment Act inactive from September 11, 2003. The case centered on Section 6A's application in requiring government approval for corruption investigations against high-ranking officials. In more news, the National Centre for Seismology reported a 4.4 magnitude earthquake in the Bay of Bengal at 0.12906 IST on September 11th, occurring 70 kilometres beneath the Earth's surface. The epicentre was located at 9.75 degrees north latitude and 84.12 degrees east longitude. The NCS, India's Earthquake Monitoring Agency, operates a 155-station network for continuous seismic activity surveillance. Shifting our focus for over a decade, Maratha reservation has been a persistent issue for Maharashtra's governments. Marathas, a significant chunk of the population, have played a vital role in the state's politics. Various administrations, including Congress, NCP, Shiv Sena and BJP, attempted legislative solutions only to face legal hurdles. Recent efforts to incorporate Marathas in OBC reservations by examining pre-1948 documents triggered opposition from existing OBC groups. Currently, the state allocates 52% quota based on caste. In a general weather update for the country, the Indian Meteorological Department forecasts light to moderate rainfall bringing relief from hot and humid conditions in Punjab. The maximum temperature is expected to remain around 34 degrees Celsius till September 13th. The presence of scattered clouds in a cool evening reduces the maximum temperature to 36 degrees Celsius with a minimum of 23 degrees Celsius. The IMD's Chandigarh Observatory predicted dry weather to follow after September 13th. International News Turning our attention to international news, French President Emmanuel Macron rejected Niger's military ruler's demand to withdraw French troops from the country following a coup. Macron stated he'd only redeploy at President Bazoum's request, emphasizing no recognition of the junta's legitimacy. Tensions escalated after the coup ousted Bazoum and severed military ties with France. Despite earlier talks of a French troop withdrawal plan, no progress has been made. In ongoing news, Morocco faced its deadliest earthquake in a century, claiming 2,122 lives and leaving 2,421 injured. The United Nations reports over 300,000 were affected by the disaster. The quake, registering 6.8 on the Richter scale, struck at 11.11 p.m. with a 4.9 magnitude, aftershock 19 minutes later. The epicenter was near Marrakesh. 
impacting areas including Tupkal and Ukaimedan. Rescue efforts are underway amidst widespread devastation. In a recent development, New York City's budget director Jacques Jiha directed uniformed agencies, police, fire, sanitation and corrections to limit overtime expenses. Jiha plans to implement an overtime reduction initiative and mandated agencies submit plans to lower costs compared to the previous year. This move comes amid Mayor Eric Adams' warnings of a financial crisis due to an influx of asylum seekers potentially costing $12 billion over three years. In some other news, the Kilauea volcano on Hawaii's Big Island erupted, with activity confined to the crater flow. Webcam images show fissures generating lava flows. Hawaii's Emergency Management Agency stated there's no threat to communities, though volcanic particles and gases may pose respiratory issues. The eruption followed seismic activity and summit uplift. Located in a closed area of Hawaii Volcanoes National Park, Kilauea has been highly active with notable eruptions earlier this year. Business News Let's now look at some business stories. During the recently concluded G20 summit in New Delhi, a significant railport economic corridor deal was inked, emphasizing railway infrastructure. The India-Middle-East-Europe Economic Corridor, IMEC, aims to establish an alternate supply chain route. This initiative, supported by Saudi Arabia, the EU, UAE, France, Germany, Italy and the US, targets economic integration. Following this development, shares of Indian Railway Finance Corp, a key funding arm of Indian Railways, surged by 10% in early trading. In more business news, the Reserve Bank of India plans to launch the pilot of its central bank digital currency for interbank borrowing or the call money market by October, according to Executive Director Ajay Kumar Chowdhury. The wholesale CBDC called Digital Rupee Wholesale initially focused on secondary market transactions and government securities. Nine banks including State Bank of India and HDFC Bank were chosen for the pilot. Next up in some tech news, WhatsApp is reportedly developing a feature for chat interoperability, allowing communication with users outside the platform. This aligns with the EU's Digital Markets Act set to launch in Q1 2024 requiring major platforms like WhatsApp to offer interoperability. The feature spotted in the latest Android beta version appearing under a third-party chat section, signifying early-stage development. Details on its final functionality like integration with the main chat list remain uncertain. Moving on, Baiju's the Indian EdTech giant has surprised lenders with a proposal to repay its $1.2 billion term loan in less than six months. The company intends to pay $300 million within three months and the remaining amount in the following three months, subject to acceptance of the amendment proposal. Lenders are reviewing the plan and seeking funding details for the repayment. Baiju and its lenders have been embroiled in a year-long conflict over loan agreement restructuring with negotiations failing. In market news for September 12th, the Sensex surged by 477.77 points or 0.72%, reaching 67,076.68, while the Nifty rose by 166.20 points or 0.84%, hitting 19,986.20. Among the listed shares, 1,809 showed an uptrend, 1,421 experienced a decline and 134 remained unchanged. The Indian rupee strengthened building on gains from the previous session, 
buoyed by positive domestic market performance and a decline in the US dollar. Entertainment news. Over to news from the entertainment world. Janvi Kapoor completed filming for her upcoming movie Ulaj, which also stars Gulshan Devaya, Roshan Matthew and Mayang Chang, expressing gratitude for the transformative experience. She shared insights on the film's resonance with her life journey and learning to embrace genuine passion. Kapoor lauded director Sudanshu Sarya for instilling confidence and the team for their collective effort. In news from Hollywood, Chris Evans, renowned for his role as Captain America, married Luso-Brazilian actress Alba Baptista in a private ceremony at their Massachusetts home. Among the intimate guest list were Marvel co-stars Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth and Jeremy Renner, who adhered to strict confidentiality measures. Evans, 42, and Baptista, 26, were described as deeply in love and happy with their relationship of over one year, receiving praise from family and friends. Meanwhile, in some news from regional cinema, director Nithilan is set to direct Vijay Setupati's milestone 50th film, Maharaja. The intense first-look poster unveiled in Chennai features Setupati in a blood-stained attire, gripping a sickle in a police station setting, his left ear seemingly severed. Emotional at the launch, Setupati thanked colleagues and reflected on his journey, expressing gratitude for the unexpected milestone and the valuable experiences gained. Spooler Sports In sports news, Jimmy Neesham, pivotal in the 2019 Cricket World Cup final, joins New Zealand's 15-man squad for this year's tournament in India. Kane Williamson is captaining the squad. The squad was announced in a unique manner recently with the players, kids and partners revealing names, creating a heartwarming viral moment. Players like Williamson and Tim Southey embark on their fourth World Cup journey. In more sports updates, Novak Djokovic secured his 24th Grand Slam title at Flushing Meadows, New York, surpassing Serena Williams in the Open era. The victory marked his fourth US Open win and first in New York since 2018. Despite signs of fatigue, Djokovic rallied, saving a set point in a tense 104-minute second set against Daniil Medvedev to clinch the trophy. He will officially claim the world number one spot later this week. Wrapping up sports news, Bolivian fans eagerly awaited Lionel Messi's arrival at La Paz International Airport ahead of Argentina's World Cup qualifier against Bolivia. While the 36-year-old travelled with the team, his starting position remains uncertain due to fatigue. Meanwhile, Brazil, led by Fernando Diniz, readies to face Peru with an unchanged squad. All 10 South American teams will compete in their second games today. Bengaluru Buzz. Switching gears to local events, there are many events ongoing and upcoming in Bengaluru this week. Get ready to enjoy a fun evening out with friends as renowned DJ Alex Kennan performs live at the Gilt Hennur Bagalore Main Road on the 16th of September at 3pm. Catch ace comic Devesh Dixit as he headlines his latest stand-up special, Gem of a Person, performing live at the IndiCube Ashford Parkview, Kormangla 3rd Block on the 16th of September at 8pm. Enjoy a relaxing session of yoga with the Surya Namaskar and Yoga Workshop happening at the Fusion Waves Music Academy, Electronic City on the 17th of September at 7pm. Join a beginner's pottery class and celebrate Ganesh Chaturthi with a special edition eco-friendly Ganesha workshop happening at the Small World Estibed Kurumangla on the 16th of September at 1pm. You can also catch the incredible Rajashekar Mamidana in his latest outing performing live at the Mother Tekla Auditorium Ashoknagar on the 17th of September at 6pm. Bengaluru weather. And finally, the weather in Bengaluru. 
On September 12th, expect partly cloudy weather with no rain in the city. Temperatures will range from a warm 30 degrees Celsius to a pleasant 20 degrees Celsius. The maximum heat index considering air moisture will reach a warm 34 degrees Celsius. The day's highest temperature aligns with a typical September high of 28.3 degrees Celsius. That's all for now on the Bengaluru Commute Podcast for today. I'm Anupama Rajaratnam. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow the Bengaluru Commute Podcast on your favorite podcast and player and leave a rating and a review as well. It helps other listeners to discover the show and we would just really appreciate it. Even better, if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. Make your commute truly extraordinary. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast skill is now available on Alexa. All you have to do is to download the skill from your Alexa app and look for the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Powered by Spooler.